into the 10 o'clock hour. Keith McPherson on the fan. On a cold Tuesday night as January ends. Talking sports with the fans in the greatest city in the world. 877-337-6666. Let's continue. I think you guys know what we're talking about, no? I always like to reset coming in at the top of the hour. Why not? We just had Tim Healy on talking about the Mets, and uh, I'm on record saying I don't think that they're going to be as bad as we're just writing them off to be. I don't think they could possibly just show up, lose, because the fans say so. You know, these professional athletes that get paid millions of dollars, I don't think that they're just going to take L's because they didn't sign Yamamoto, because they didn't sign Justin Turner. I think guys have more compete than that. I think Edwin Diaz is coming back. Uh, You added some pieces to the bullpen. You don't know who's going to rise. These young guys have a chip on their shoulder trying to make it, trying to belong. You have guys like Francisco Lindor in their primes. Pete Alonso trying to get his bag, trying to get $300 with Scott Boris. Uh, Guys that are paid already that are trying to prove that they are worth their contracts. And guys like Starling Marte need to bounce back this year, so... Um, I look at Harrison Bader, Luis Severino, their careers are on the line. They got a lot to prove. So call me up. We'll talk Mets for a little bit, and then I will sprinkle in some NBA stuff. Coming up at 11, my Casamigos big shot of the night. Spoiler alert, it's going to be a New York Knick. We've got no other local team playing, no puck on tonight. The Nets didn't play. They will play tomorrow. We haven't talked much about Ben Simmons, and we don't have to. (laughs) But you'll see Ben Simmons versus KD, or will you? He's probable. He'll play. But he, of course, exited the game last night with a a knee contusion. Can't stay on the floor. Eddie's in Babylon. What's up, Eddie? You're on the fan. Hey, how you doing, Keith? Uh, It's great to talk to you. I'm a huge fan guy, and I've always wanted to call and talk to you. And uh, I'm glad I got on. I just want to say that I want to go back to the guy talking about going to Fenway, and you said you've never been there, don't go. <laughs> I'm not really and trying I, to. Don't. I, I So I'm a Mets fan. I went with a, two friends of mine, Yankee fans. One, a retired NYPD cop who shows up there with all he wears is Yankee gear here in New York. And I said, dude, you can't wear that there. Well, we had little girls giving us the finger <laughs> at, brand. at Fenway. But meanwhile, this was when A-Ra was playing. Their biggest merch they sold outside the stadium was merch talking. A-Rod steroids, A-Rod cheated, yep. A-Roid. They yep. probably had the A-Roid shirts. Yes, absolutely. More than, and people were buying that more than they were buying Red Sox stuff. But anyway, I'd like to talk about the Mets. Yep. And uh, they're going to be better than everybody thinks. And I know you said you think they're going to be better than last year. But I don't think that um, Steve Cohen is done. And uh, I'm happy with what they have right now. Their relief is looking great. And... Severino, there's a reason why these guys get picked up. We, I don't know, as a guy sitting at home watching, I don't know what they don't see about Justin Turner. I didn't want Justin Turner. But 
I, I mean, couldn't that be the thing is that we don't know what they all know. And by the way, I, I'm a 10-year, 20-game uh, Sunday plan holder for the Mets. Nice. And I gave up my tickets last year. Wait, wh- when? What point of the season did you give up your tickets? Last year, well, I gave them up after this year. Okay. When, when we, when we uh, quit in the middle of the season. Yeah, they punted like a week before the deadline. It's like, well, I'm not going to renew for next year. Who knows what next year is going to be? Next year is going to be they, – they're just going to rebuild. But uh, I, I I don't know. So you – You might be able we, to find some cheap tickets. There actually might be some cheaper tickets on the resale market. Still go to 20 games for less. You, you know what? It's it's not even the money. I, I'll just pick and choose my games now and, and sit in good seats, I guess. Yeah. Thanks for the call, Eddie. I don't know. I just, I'm, you know, when people are all in on one thing, like similar to the betting public, people fading the public, everybody's saying that this one team can't possibly lose. You you bet against that. So if everybody is calling the fan, hosts on the fan, they're going to be terrible. They haven't done enough. They're not going to win anything. They're going to be, they're going to be a bottom 10 team in the league. It's just like, this is New York. This is a team that I know two years ago, it seems like a long time ago, but they still have pieces of that team that won 101 games. I just think that guys have pride. I just think that you can't tell professional athletes what they're going to do. That's why we watch the games, because nobody knows the outcomes. And I think there's a lot of guys on this Mets team with a chip on their shoulder and something to prove. If they get pissed off, who knows what the season can turn into. Do I expect them to be able to sweep the Braves? No. Do I expect them to go toe-to-toe with the Phillies? No. But I also don't expect them to lay down. Mike is in Bayside, New York. Mike, you're on the fan. Uh, I'm glad you put me on right now because I can piggyback on everything. Uh, first of all, you're awesome. I can see you on the drive time in very near future. You're, I always love your shows, always flawless shows. Thank Let you. me say it like this. Um, let's, about Mendoza, I'm going to give you an analogy with Mendoza and Pat Mahomes. When, Pat Mahomes, when I saw Pat Mahomes in college, I said, Wow, this guy's good. And I knew Pat Mahomes as a huge Mets fan, right? I, I, I had season tickets my whole life. Like, you know, I used to go to 30 games a year, just like, you know, piggyback on what that guy just said. But Mendoza, if Mendoza's going to be a great manager, he's going to be a great manager right away. So this season, I everything that everybody's saying, I agree. I would like to see the Mets get the syndicate. I heard you say that. I didn't even know that was on the radar. Maybe he'll come back like an Andy Pettit and be amazing. And I also want to tell you one thing about the Super Bowl. Uh, speaking of Mahomes, every, everybody's on Mahomes. The Swifties, everyone loves Mahomes. I, I'm on the. I'm always on the house side. I'm always on the when everyone least expects side. Just based on what you just said, that's always what I do. And I think that right now, San Francisco favored by 1.2 points. Everyone's on Kansas City. I think that's going to go to three points. Believe it or not, next week, and maybe even three and a half. And everyone's going to keep betting Kansas City. And I think. I think I think San Francisco will be up by three or two towards the end of the game. Maybe put it away. Yeah, I think I think San Francisco going to roll them. Okay, thanks for the call, Mike. Uh, a couple of things going back to Mendy. Yeah, I, I agree with if he's going to be a good manager, we're going to know right away. This is going to be his hardest challenge. It's going to be the first year that he's responsible of being the manager, and he's not going to do it alone. I, I we obviously know the current state of managers in baseball. It's a collaborative effort. There's meetings before the game 
and they figure some things out. And, yeah, he'll have in-game decisions. But, I, I, I mean, Mendy was with the Yankees. I know he'll be ready to go. I joked when the Mets picked him up. I'm like, oh, he he does have experience as a manager because Boone got ejected so many times. He got put in the manager position uh, pretty often over the last couple of years. So I, I do think you'll know right away if he's in over his head. I think the hardest pill to swallow was just moving on from a legend in Buck Showalter to – a relatively unknown commodity, a first-time manager that came from the uh, rival team in town. Now, uh, as far as, you know, the Mets surprising teams, um, I think they're going to because that's just sports. Play down to your competition, and then you step in the city field and get swept. A couple good outings, somebody gets hot at the plate, and and who knows? That's why we watch. That's why they're – Rico Bronia podcast. That's why WFAN doesn't turn off. That's why there are Mets ca- accounts on Twitter. There's a hundred thousand of them because we don't know. We're gonna watch, and you root for the team to win. And then uh, back to Noah Syndergaard. I don't know if the Mets are gonna be signing Noah Syndergaard. I'm not sure what the market is for him as far as uh, what kind of contract he's looking for. But if John Heyman listed the 15 teams. I don't know if the Mets were one. He led with the Yankees. He didn't. I don't think he listed any other teams. I'm sure I could go to Twitter and figure out what other teams were scouting Noah Syndergaard. But I don't know. I don't. I, I think the the Mets rotation is set, and I don't know if Thor would be looking for a reunion there. And last thing that he said about you know going back to what I was saying about fading the public with this run to the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey. Taylor Swift, Kadarius Tony, just kidding, Kadarius Tony, you're an idiot. What a dummy. Like, what, what an absolute dumbass. Like, this guy, you could just, if you just learn how to be subordinate, you can ride with a GOAT quarterback, a GOAT head coach. Like, if you just learn how to line up correctly, catch the ball, not get on Instagram, the fact that they put him before this last game as injured slash personal reasons, like he was hurt, but I think he also just had the birth of his daughter or one of uh, his child, something. Man, get off Instagram. That's what the, the, the Social media, we are in a time where these young people, and I, and I sound like a boomer right now, they don't understand that, like, you are not helping yourself by getting on social media because you think you have X amount of followers and this – this, like, platform to talk to people, stay off of it. Would you think they were going to lose to the Ravens and the season would be over? You could have been activated for the Super Bowl. I wouldn't bring Kadarius Tony to Vegas. You're done. What a dumbass. Yeah, I think he, he got on IG Live yeah. over the weekend. He said, and, oh, that's Cap. I'm not hurt. Yep, said, I'm, I'm not, not hurt. hurt. You know, basically trashed the Chiefs. It's like, <laughs> dude. You won the Super Bowl last year. You had some big moments in that Super Bowl. You could be back-to-back Super Bowl champ. You love to shove it in the Giants fans' faces. Now they're shoving it in your face. The key to victory, the key to success, Giants got him up out of there, went to the playoffs, won a road game. Chiefs were able to figure it out with him because they have enough talent to overcome his just, like, nonsense. That and dropping passes, dropping, dropping passes. passes right into interceptions. Yeah, like, yeah tipping them in and <laughs> lining up incorrectly. Patrick Mahomes was through with him. I'm sure Patrick Mahomes was, was part of the decision. Like, no, they'd rather start Richie James. They'd rather play Richie James than first-round draft pick Kadarius Tony. I mean, Richie James went to Middle Tennessee State. Kadarius Tony's a former Gator, but sorry, I just went off on a tangent. 
I'm not rolling with the the Niners are going to roll the Chiefs. Mm-mm. You know what people are forgetting? This is probably the best Chiefs defense we've seen. They were good last year. People are forgetting former Giants defensive coordinator that has experience with that team winning championships and going on runs. He's over there with Andy Reid. You've got the former uh, Eagles and Giants. They joined forces over there in Kansas City. Those guys know a couple things about a couple things. They're going to have a formula to stop the Niners' offense. If it's Christian McCaffrey they have to stop and make Brock Purdy beat them, they're going to be prepared to do that. And there is no defense to stop Pat Mahomes. There is no defense to stop Mahomes. He's going to figure it out. Like, and even like, that's what I was saying about the Ravens game. How demoralizing is it for a team and a fan base to watch Patrick Mahomes come in there and just start lighting you up? Bink, 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 dot, completion, completion, moving down the field. Your defense, I don't even see you. Complete, first down, first down. You think you got me? Scramble. Chuck one up to Kelsey. You think you got me? Run for the first down. You think you got me again? Rough in the passer. You think you got me? Touchdown. Kelsey, like, it is demoralizing for the Baltimore Ravens fans and their team. They were out of that game. They were crying about the refs. So, nah, you just can't convince me. I'll I'll lose the money. I will lose the money betting on Pat Mahomes. I lost money betting against him. I'll lose the money with the Super Bowl. Speaking of that, I'm already all in. Shout out to John again. Last night I told y'all, I'm the closer. John and I, John Brogan. We do the Super Bowl pool here at WFAN. Unfortunately, I don't go to sleep till like 3, 4 in the morning. So I'm not checking my, my email in the morning. And back-to-back days, I wake up today. By the time I check the email, there's four boxes left. Yesterday, I woke up, there were three boxes left. So I closed the $50 pool and the $20 pool for WFAN back-to-back days. Like, just give me the boxes that are left. Because, you know, I, I would like to pick the corners or pick, you know, whatever, but I'm like, I just want to be in. Because you never know. Unfortunately, the first boxes came out, and I think I got I got the number eight, um, like, three different times. Eight is such a hard number to hit. You need, like, a safety. What are the chances that they scored 28? Eight, 18, 28, 38? Yeah, 38, 35, I think, was the final last year. 28 is doable. 28 is definitely doable. What's the other number with the eights? I probably donated, and that's fine. I'm donating to my coworkers, and it's fun. And shout out to John for putting that together for everybody at WFAN Odyssey. I love the Super Bowl box. I just think that's like, you know, I I ended up being all in, and I think if I hit one box, I'll make a $20 profit. But if I hit the big money boxes, there's, you know, like $1,000. So, anyway, um, we'll get there. Two weeks to talk Super Bowl. We're talking Nick still. We're talking... Nets a little bit. I mentioned Ben Simmons. Let's go to Vinny out on Staten Island. Vinny, you're on the fan. What's up, Keith? Big fan over here. Thanks for calling in, bro. Uh, No problem. I want to know when the Nets are finally going to buy this bum out. Stop wasting time on him. He cannot stay on the court and, and just get rid of him. They have enough problems. Why are they continuing with these problems with this guy that can't stay on the court? Oh, they believe. Please tell me why. They believe. Like, I don't what, know. I don't but know what, what it is. But what's there to believe? There's nothing. Like, this guy hasn't been good since his rookie season, Keith. Yeah, they, they see that little bit of a performance last night, the uh, double-double and how he facilitated and got other guys involved. 
and now they're kind of now they're kind of looking around to say, "See, we told you, we told you." And yeah, I, yeah. The, the, the three double the three double doubles a year are really worth all, all this all this headache. Like, not I, at all. He played forty it. games like, last year, it. sixty games this year. I was referring to him by his initials, BS, because it's just a lot of BS <laughs> that comes with the guy. <laughs> I, as a Nets That's fan, exactly dude, I just like I'm like, how in the hell did they get Katie? Kyrie, James Harden, and be left with Ben Simmons. And then left with Ben Simmons, straight BS. Straight BS. <laughs> but, yo, so the, and he comes into the game last night. The Jazz are terrible. We just watched the Knicks absolutely go off on them. Uh, they're done. I, I don't know what happened to the Jazz. But, you know, Jacques Vaughn is singing his praises because everybody's ready to fire Jacques Vaughn. So he comes in. Jacques Vaughn is saying, oh, well, you know, Ben facility. They're acting like he is uh, an all-star returning. He's not. It it yeah, takes this guy so long understand. to ramp up and return to play, but he is what they need. Like they need an actual point guard. They need a facilitator. He he's allergic to the rim unless he can he, dunk but he it. He never play, he never plays. So how would you like? He can't be what they need. He yeah. I mean they're they're yeah, they played like, him in know. like six minute spurts. He played eighteen minutes yeah. last night. Uh, I should have bet him because the over how much, how much how much is he making a year? What's his contract? He, I would love to know that. He's he has a hundred and seventy seven million dollar <laughs> max contract to wear Gucci <laughs> Louis Fendi Prada on the bench. Jesus, oh man! It's it's right, it's, it's a laughing stock. I'm, I'm gonna hang, I'm gonna hang up. Let you talk more. Have a good night. Thanks for the call, Vinny. It, it's like Nets fans have gone through enough over the years. Nets fans have to deal with the bullying and. You know, the uh, jokes and uh, you're riding high thinking that you've got Katie and Kyrie and James Harden. And that all comes crashing down as the worst failed super team in the history of the NBA. After all was said and done, way more was said than done. Here comes KD back to Barclays Center tomorrow night talking about, I don't want a tribute video. I didn't connect with the fans. What did I do to deserve a tribute video? Shut up, bro. Just shut up. They're going to probably give you a tribute video. And when you hear me say this Nets world has been built, it was built on the back of KD and Kyrie. They barely played. But when you have that superstar presence in the building, people are coming out. When you have that superstar talent, people are buying the merch and jumping on the bandwagon. And now that they're gone, they're left with Ben Simmons. So it's Mikael Bridges. It's Cam Thomas. And those guys look better with Ben Simmons to just – have, I don't know, behind-the-back passes and give the rock up and just stand at the top of the key or the free-throw line. Like, that's what Ben Simmons does. He comes down the floor. He looks to pass. This guy attempted, like, seven behind-the-back passes yesterday just for, I don't know, Harlem Globetrotter status. Like, he just he, – I, I just – I'm not a Ben Simmons fan. I, I told y'all as soon as they even entertained making that trade for him, I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not going to work. You didn't just give up James Harden and Paul Millsap for Ben Simmons. You gave up Karis LeVert. You gave up Jared Allen, Rodion Kurutz, all those picks that you gave to the Rockets to get fat Harden over here. And then when Harden quit on the team because he didn't want to be the only superstar in Brooklyn like he was the only superstar in Houston because Kyrie wants to not take the shot and because KD is hurt, so he wants to go to Philly. Where's he at now? It's, it's all a mess. The NBA is a joke. Keith McPherson on the fan. We're rolling right along. I've got about 90 minutes left. Call up, join the show. We can talk Knicks. We can talk Nets. More on the Mets. Let's go. Keith McPherson on the fan. This is KM to AM. Talking sports in New York City at night. Taking your calls at 877 
337-6666. Shout out to all the young groovy cats on the TikTok live. Shout out to PB dropping the beats, producing behind the glass. I mean, we've already hit a bunch of topics. Uh, really, in the last hour, we've talked about the Mets. Tim Healy joined me. Uh, about an hour before that, we talked Knicks with Ian Begley. Coming up at 11.30, my Casamigos big shot of the night. Stay tuned for that. It's obviously going to be one of the New York Knicks. We were talking about Ben Simmons. BS. I mean, I put respect on his name yesterday because he actually did something. He actually came back to contribute. But, like, how pathetic is it that a former um, defensive player, uh, uh, all-defensive team, rookie of the year, all-star, number one draft pick, like, the bar is so low for this guy <laughs> that we will take anything. A max contract player, $177 million, right? Like, when, when Julius Randle comes back, <laughs> They're going to be expecting Julius Randle to drop uh, 30, 10, and 10. <laughs> when Ben Simmons comes back, they're just expecting him to not get hurt. 877-337-6666. So the conversation around the Mets, I think that I've been saying is that, you know, they're just going to be better than people are giving them credit for. You can't count out competitors. You can't count out guys that make millions that are professional athletes. They're not going to go out there and lose. They're going to go out there and play hard. And I, I think they can be better than 75 wins. I'm not going to put a ceiling on them. I'm, I'm also not going to write them off. Baseball doesn't work like that. Same way you've, you've heard me talk about the Dodgers and Yamamotani. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait to see what they look like. A billion dollars on two players? Bold strategy, Cotton. I guarantee you it doesn't work out like you think it's going to work out. Maybe they win one World Series in the next couple years because they're absolutely stacked with Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman and they traded for Tyler Glass now. But, like, Otani is half the player that they're paying for this year. He's not going to pitch. He's only going to hit. I did a Bleacher Report stream today where I ranked the top 10 players in MLB, and that's hard to do going into 2024. There's there's about 15 players I could be in the top 10, and putting them in order is impossible from you know a bunch of different things, from war to, you know, Otani's just going to DH. But everybody knows Otani's the best player in the game. Is he going to be better at the plate because he doesn't have to pitch? Or I don't know. I don't know what to expect from him. But what I do expect is that the Dodgers choke and that you can't just buy a World Series. And when I'm here at the fan uh, at 10 p.m., when I'm doing my show after the Yankee games, I'm going to have MLB.TV on, checking in on the Dodgers to see, hey, uh, you know, how, how are things going with this uh, Yamamoto cat that here in New York we obsessed over him for like two months thinking this guy was going to join the Mets or join the Yankees, and he never had intentions of doing either. 877 877- 337-6666. So let's get back to talking about the Knicks and the Mets, the orange and blue teams here in New York. Easy E on Long Island on the fan. Go for it, Easy. Okay, this is Easy E. Now, this is what I think. Harnstein is going to be the next Dennis Robin. They're going to play him all the, the whole game, all the season, and all the games because he, he, he's capable of doing that. And about in the NFL, it's going to be McCaffrey versus the Pachenko, the fight doctor. And also Kelsey versus Kittle. That's the key matchups. Not only the quarterbacks, but the running backs and the tight ends are key. Got to go. Thank you. Good call. Um, I'm not really uh, picking up what you're putting down with Dennis Rodman and Isaiah Hartenstein. Uh, what did he say, Pat? What was the comparison? That they're going to play him. They're going to play him in all the games. They're going to play him in every game and all the games in every game. 
I, I, I don't know. If... I think he just, you know, what I what Hartenstein's been doing with the rebounds, you know, he's like a double-double machine with Mitch out. He's been phenomenal. He actually adds an offensive element. I think he was trying to hint at that with the the role that Robin played, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. He didn't really get there for me. Yeah, no, I didn't. The, the dots didn't connect there. I wasn't picking up what you were putting down there. But um, Rodman is a great player and won championships and was an important player for Jordan. I don't know. Hartenstein is not that like pest and I don't know that that was I don't know you whatever you say easy whatever you see out there I'm not seeing um they don't play the same position they don't play the same style of basketball but if the parallel is that they're gonna play every game yeah <laughs> you need I Mitchell Robinson's hurt uh you need Isaiah Hartenstein to play every game now of course we're talking matchups you're gonna compare positions you're gonna compare the quarterbacks Mahomes versus Purdy advantage Mahomes by a mile Kittle versus Kelsey. Ah, man, Kelsey is is a Hall of Famer. He's a legend. He just broke Jerry Rice's playoff receptions record. But he's lost a step. But he showed you he could turn it on when he's got to turn it on. Kittle, I had him in fantasy this year, and I've had him other years, and I've watched him. He is the most boom or bust player. He can have feast or famine. He can have a game like I think he had against the Dallas Cowboys where he scores three touchdowns. He can have games where he doesn't catch three passes. I think he only had two catches in the NFC Championship game. But obviously he does more for that team because he blocks and he brings energy and he's just a funny guy and whatever. The other comparison he made with Pacheco and C-Mac, McCaffrey, CMC, I think that is the only key. I think that's the only way that the Niners pull off a win is if CMC is the MVP of the Super Bowl. And by MVP, I mean he has like 200 all-purpose yards and like three touchdowns and just has the day of his life. They can't tackle him. They can't stop him. And Kyle Shanahan just finds multiple ways for Purdy to get the ball out of his hands and get it to McCaffrey. But Steve Spagnuolo and that defense, they're not like that. They're not like that. They're not letting one man dominate him and beat him. And it's not going to be Debo. It's not going to – it's got to be – a compliment of those guys, and Purdy's got to do it. And you heard me and Pat talking before about, like, man, experience plays. The experience that the Chiefs have just going to that stadium. You know, since Allegiant Stadium's been open, they've played there every year. They are in the same division as the Raiders. They just are familiar with the building, with the Super Bowl, right, with media day. Monday comes, it's media day, it's a frenzy. It's every media outlet in the world trying to cover the Super Bowl. It's Radio Row. It's Vegas, which is all glitz and glamour and a ton of distractions. I read something on the fan last night. Let me go back to my notes from last night where, I, you know, the um, the players are staying 25 miles away from the strip. That's smart. They shouldn't be anywhere near all of that stuff. But, like, it's it's two weeks. Um you know, anything can happen. We've seen every year something go down where somebody is in trouble or somebody gets thrown off. So who knows? I just think it's advantage Chiefs because they're they're the reigning Super Bowl champs. There's so many guys on that team that have done this. I know the Niners were there four years ago, and it's technically a rematch of four years. How much does Brock Purdy do for the Niners that Jimmy Garoppolo can't? 877-337-6666. Dan is in Middletown, New Jersey, on the fan in New York. Hey, Keith, how are you? I'm good. What's up, Dan? Not much. Um, just I've been busy. <laughs> good to be busy. I did, two, 
Yeah, I did two and a half hours worth of promos in the great production rooms of Monmouth University. You're the yesterday. man, man. Man with the plan, killing it. Uh, but I want to talk about the Knicks. Um, I think that right now, as it's currently constituted, the New York Knicks have the best chance to win a championship out of any of the teams in the city. Now, the Rangers had a really good start to the year. No heatle hurts them. Their bottom six is kind of atrocious. Barkley Goodrill might be the worst contract in all of hockey. So I don't know about them. The Yankees, I don't think have enough pitching, and I don't think have enough bats. Giants and the Jets are consistent disasters. So if you look at it, one, the Knicks might be the best-run franchise in the city right now, which is crazy to say. As what BT history. said this morning, and I, I mean, he made his case. I'm not going against it. We'll see where it ends up. And two, I think they have the best chance to win a championship out of any of the New York sports teams right now because they have a clear vision. They have people that have bought into that vision, and they are a star away from being a real title contender in the NBA. They got to go for it. Here's the trade deadline. You have the opportunity to add a piece, add a score, add depth, a six-man, whatever it is. Uh, I, I think you have to go for it, especially with Julius Randle down, and you, you go for it because you have one of the best teams you've ever had, and if this is the year, you'll, you will, you'll never feel the same about this year, saying, oh, well, the trade deadline came and went. We made the move for OG Ananobi, but then we didn't do anything else. Out of all the guys, who do you think they should add? I mean, we've talked about a few of them. Malcolm Brogdon. I don't think DeJounte Murray makes sense for them. Um, DeMar DeRozan's name has come up. Andre Drummond's name has come up. I don't think Bruce Brown gets moved anymore. Uh, Alec Burks potentially rejoins them, gives you another shooter. Uh, I don't know. I think they know. I would trust that front office because they know the chemistry project that they've already put together. They've put the pieces to this puzzle together very well so far. I, I would love DeMar. I think DeMar DeRozan's a great scorer. He gives them that third guy, maybe even the second guy, if Randall's having an off night, that he can step up and take the shots that he needs to be taken. He's not the best three-point shooter, but he's got a damn good mid-range, one of the best mid-ranges in the league, and then a place for the Knicks. Yeah, I, I mean, you, Tommy likes his guys that know his system and knows what he expects, and uh, I think that would make a lot of sense if they did want to bring him back. Thanks for the call, Dan. 877-337-6666. We got a break here. We'll come back before 11 o'clock. Uh, we'll take a couple calls. I'll hit you with a couple more things. Live on the TikTok, at Keith McPherson. Answering tweets, at Keith McPherson. And uh, watching the uh, Kansas Jayhawks in here. I don't know. I got to find... Something better to watch on the TV. Yeah, Sixers Warriors on TNT. Sixers Warriors. Steph Curry. Got to trade him to the Knicks. Joel Embiid. Is he playing in his game? He doesn't want the smoke. No Maxi for the Sixers. No Clay for the Dubs. Oh, yeah. You know, guys got to rest. Guys got to rest. Oh, yeah. This is one of my wife's favorite songs. This is one of her jams right here. Drizzy Drake. Everybody get your, get your, get your roll on. Keep McPherson on the fan as we roll along a five-hour KM to AM on the fan. And uh, appreciate everybody who's called, who's tuning in, whether it's online, whether it's the Odyssey app or in the radio, drive safe. Wherever you are, stay warm. We've got a little more show to go. Let's take a couple calls, break, and then my Casamigos big shot of the night. Lou is in Astoria. What's up, Lou? Welcome back. Hey, Keith. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for calling. Listen, quickly on the Mets. Uh, 
I believe that uh, Peter Alonso is going to, unless he has a great year, okay, I uh, don't believe that they're going to have, they're not going to sign him for a big contract like he really wants. And I think all that money is going to be saved for one Soder. I think that uh, the, the owner has not given up. I think that if Shohei Otani and Yamamoto wanted to come to New York, he'd be paying the, the $1 billion, okay? I, I know that for a fact because he's into it. But, you know, you can't bring somebody in that don't, don't want to be here. Right. Now, you were talking about, which was funny, about uh, Evan Roberts. He says he's not going to shave until <laughs> Alonso gets, gets extended or signed, whatever it is. I mean, this guy is unbelievable. He's a smart dude. This guy is a, is a type of individual. He goes to the ballpark. He gets season tickets. He takes his kids to the, to the game. And he, has a, he scores every single inning from the Mets. I don't know if he does it at home, but he says he does it every single day. He actually said, Keith, see if you would do this, not having a, a baby. How's it, by the way, how's he, how's he doing, all right? Great, great. Uh, I'm, okay, I'm really enjoying it. Beautiful. He actually said that he will cut his finger for a championship. Is this guy crazy? I mean, I know he's into wrestling, but that is fake. To cut a finger, I don't mind if you, if you shave your hair, you can lose a pinky but for a while. You, you, you heard that story? No, I didn't hear that. But I also know yeah, that he Evan. Got his, pinky, his pinky, okay, like he's going to take it home and amputate it later. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I tell you, man, he, he drives me nuts because I know that he, he was believing it. I know he, he, he followed his father since he was a child. He loves his father. Nothing wrong with that. He wants but to win. The guy I, wants to win. He wants to win a championship. Wants to feel I, what I that's understand like. That, but he's doing that for publicity, or is that crazy? No, no, no. Did I don't you think, ever think something like that. Evan does not. Evan does not care about publicity. He does WFAN stuff. He probably has options to go do TV and other things, and he does not do them. Evan is not like. You that, think he means that? You think Evan, No, he means I think that? it's a radio thing. I know the the beard thing is definitely like a radio gag, and they even put out there uh, Thursday. They're going to play pickleball, Evan versus Morash. And I think if Morash beats him, he has to keep the beard. But if he beats Morash, he gets to shave the beard. They Basically, oh, Evan wow. lost. He thought that they were going to extend Pete Alonzo, and he'd get to have this whole shave my beard. Pete Alonzo's yeah, a met, and that, that you know never funny? happened. You want Justin Turner. You know, soon he's going to look like him. You're not going to need Justin Turner. <laughs> yeah, he's he's it's close. He, he's he's there now. Um, shout out to Evan. Thanks for the call, Lou. I, I did not hear the whole uh, lose a, a finger, cut off a pinky, amputate it, put it back on. I listen to WFAN, but like Lou said, how's the baby? I have a baby too. And like <laughs> sometimes uh, I'm being a dad and sometimes I'm not uh, listening to the fan because I'm not, I'm just not. <laughs> like My schedule, I was just talking to, a, a friend of mine now, I'm like, you know, they're telling me they were proud of me. And I'm like, if if you only saw the stuff that you don't see on social media that you don't hear, I'm like, I don't sleep, bro. Like, I literally don't get a solid time to sleep. A little bit on the weekend. But my son is up 6, 7 in the morning. Last night, I don't get home till 2.45. I can never just walk in the house and go to sleep. Props to you if you're the person that can just walk into your house and shut down and be that comfortable. I need a good hour. I need. I gotta like decompress, brush my teeth, wash my face, get in the bed, and then like it's hard to not get on the phone. It's hard not to watch TV. It's hard not to let your mind race. I'm just up, so <laughs> I'm I'm just I am I'm running off a of hot coffee in the morning, energy drinks, and tea. I ran out of Celsius energy drinks today. 
and I, I was in a panic like a fiend. Like, what do I do? I had some some green tea instead. But yo, those are Celsius or something. Celsius, different, there bro. might be some crack in they there. They are different. There might be some cocaine in there. <laughs> like, there's something in there <laughs> that some just kind like of drug Adderall. There's something in there that just wakes you up. What what they used to have in those original Four Locos when Four Loco came out? Nah, stop. There was something in those that had you twitching. Four Loco was like Dawn of the Dead because you were like <laughs> your heart <laughs> was like, racing, but yeah. your brain was off. Yeah, <laughs> it was got discontinued. This- <laughs> <laughs> I remember I remember getting the unregulated four locos and being like, what the hell is in this? But no, dude, the Celsius, I drink, you drink it and you, like, it feels like I'm drinking something clean, but you're right. Like, there's got to be something in there that's... You ever work out after having one? Yes. That's what they're originally for, like... Usually if, I, if I'm, if i like, playing so tennis maybe and I know I'm going to be doing cardio for yeah, two and a half hours, I drink that. Maybe there's some pre-workout, some C4 in there. It also just makes you sharper. It makes your mind better. Like, I know if I'm putting together show notes and I'm about to do an open and I crack a Celsius at, like, I don't know, 6 o'clock or something, I'm, like, locked in, dialed in, ready to go. Josh Impasig, my guy back on the fan, formerly known as Young Josh, but I think he's about to be, like, 16. So you, you're with us now. You're a grown man. Ah, thank you. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good, Josh. Thanks for calling. So, first, just before I get a uh, quick match point, I wanted to say there's a guy that called up, you know, saying uh, the main matchup, the coming Super Bowl is on the offense. I think it's more of on the defensive side, right? We didn't see there was points where Goff I think got sacked like once, twice in a row. But he, the the pressure, not, even though the Niners have their whole stack up, they were not getting too much pressure. So I'm just curious to see that with all that talent, if they were able to get to Mahomes and this Chiefs defense, right? Yeah, the Ravens. Every good team they played, they put up so many points. They blew them out. Lamar looked unstoppable, and, he, and Chiefs defense pretty much just took him away. The Bills, still they moved, but that's just the main matchup that I'm looking at. Yeah, you're right. It, it's going to be which defense can stop the weapons on the other offense. Like, we're we're talking about the Chiefs as this dynasty and how great they are. They scored 17 points to beat the Ravens. The Ravens choked that game away. And with the Nets, so first, I hold this whole thing to Ram, the tribute video. Listen, if he's, if he's starting to talk about it, we should just make him his uh, – Nets history video, you know, start start like with good music with him signing, and then start showing his injuries. Show that that two pointer with the big foot against Milwaukee, and then the air ball in next <laughs> overtime, and show the next the few COVID, injuries he had. The COVID protocol ending his his streak of starts. How, remember how dumb that was? He he had a, a streak of games started. Show that, and also, and then and then end it with him getting traded, and you know, like it fading away. I will give him that. Video. Him requesting Kyrie's a, a trade. Story. We'll talk about it then. Requesting a trade in the summer and not getting it, and then Kyrie requesting a trade. Them calling Kyrie's bluff, trading him, and then KD came back. I, I, I was at the game. KD came back and was on the sideline, and people were like, "Oh, KD's not going to request a trade. KD's going to stay." And then he requested a trade. He was gone. I think the next day. What what basically KD was saying online is. He wasn't there long enough to connect with the fans, and they also didn't win anything. So, like, what would the tribute video be and be for? And, like, I don't know. I don't care. We're we're in this era of time. Like, I was at Yankee Stadium when they they honored Aaron Hicks coming back. <laughs> and then the other thing with the Mets, when they do still, hopefully they get J.D. Martinez, but they're all scrappy with all their money, won't go after anybody. Uh, I mean, Justin Turner was like, whatever, you have a good DH or third base, whatever you want to throw him in, but whatever, you know, the prospects, this and that, and the whole 2024 thing.
whatever. We'll see what happens, kid. Thanks for taking my call. Have a good night. Yeah, we will see what happens every day and every night. If it's a 105 start, if it's a 705 start, if it's a 1005 West Coast start, we'll be here talking about it on the fan. I can't wait for baseball season. I think there's a lot unknown. And I think, you know, high expectations for the Mets or high expectations for the Yankees, low expectations for the Mets is obviously different than what we've had these last couple years. These last couple years, it was all the return of baseball on both sides, the mecca of baseball. The, don't believe the hype. Yeah, well, we'll see. The Yankees have to win the World Series, and the Mets just have to win 76 games. Let's go to Peter in Hopog, New York. Ape, New York. Hi, hi, Keith. Hey, hey. What's up? Uh, about the Mets, I hope I hope they I hope they win this year because I was very disappointed last year. Yeah. Yeah. And on the, and I'm a Mets fan, I'm a Giant fan, and sort of a Yankee fan because of you. Because I, I'm not going to put the Yankees down when I talk to you because I know you're a big Yankee fan. Yeah, I'm going to put them down when they start losing and striking out and only scoring three runs. It's okay. Oh, oh, oh. Um, <laughs> how come the Yankees manager is still there? Because they're doing so lousy with this guy. Aaron Boone? Oh, yeah, everybody... All my friends in my program, I go to a special program. I go to a program in um, out in the island, uh, Middle Island. I go to a special, like a nursing home program, but it's cool. But all my friends, um, the rec therapist that works there, he's a totally Mets fan. But I got Yankee fans. I got Yankee fans. My uncle's a Yankee fan. And and, and they all say that, that the Yankees are doing bad with Aaron Boone, huh? Yeah. Because it was better when they had um, Joe Torrey. And Joe Girardi, Joe yeah. And Joe Girardi. I guess if you're comparing him to the two guys before him, yeah, but he had a couple hundred win seasons. He's been to a couple ALCSs. I just think that so many Yankee fans are stuck in 2023 and an 82-80 and season where a lot went yeah. wrong that Boone couldn't control. I don't yep. think that's happening this exactly. year. He's This is the last year of his contract. This is a big year. Oh, I hope, I hope he goes to the Yankees. Because I'd like to see somebody else in there. Yeah, Brad, Brad Osmond. Somebody just hit me on TikTok. They said, do you think Brad Osmond can replace Aaron Boone? I said, no. Like, the team loves Aaron Boone. The players, the front office, Brian Cashman, everybody. I just was sitting with Aaron Boone for a couple hours on Saturday. He's a cool guy. He's a good guy. Oh, they got to cool. win for him, though. He has to win. He has to get oh, to work, a World Series. You work. Let me ask you a question. You work on Saturdays? Well, I had an appearance on Saturday. We did a Q&A with Aaron Boone at a bar oh. back home where I'm from. Oh, okay. Because I know you're busy with your son. I, I listen to you a lot. But I put the radio on. To, well, I, put the, I'm on the, I listen to you on the app because I don't have a radio. Yeah. And I put the app on. The, I had trouble getting through it in the, in the app. The, this Odyssey app is a pain to get onto the fan. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tricky. All these apps are, are tricky. You know, the thing about working in tech is there's always going to be tech difficulties. Thanks for the call, Peter. Listen on Sunday. Right. This Sunday I'll be on 12 to 3. I don't usually do weekends, but this Sunday I will be on 12 to 3. 12 to 3. Okay. What about Richard? Is he going to be on any extra days or you don't know? I'll have to look at the schedule, actually. Let me check on that. Thanks for the call, Peter. 